Hello everyone and welcome to the to-do list. So today we are going to be talking about learning languages. Yes, I think it's really important, especially during this time, because many of us are um, a little bit sheltered, isolated in, hunkering down. And so it's something to keep you occupied. And actually it's been really useful for me to keep me from not climbing up the walls. So in this episode, we talk about what's helped us in the past as far as language learning some of the pitfalls and some of the ways that we've gone about that. So here we go. Hi, I'm Noah. Hey, it's Kimberly, and this is The The To-Do List. Hey, everyone. So we are back today with something that, especially for me, I'm really interested in doing. Okay. (laughs) Giving it away. Um, Oh, pourquoi? Pourquoi? Um, So for me... (laughs) For a while, I've really wanted to learn languages. And it's interesting because I'm not necessarily the best at it, but to be honest with you, I've heard a lot of people say this. They're like, I'm not good at learning languages. And this is what I kind of want to say is I don't think any, like some people I think are better at it, but you have to really work (laughs) for it. And it's a big but. But. (laughs) You have to work really hard for it. Um, And... You got to put in the time. Yeah, I agree. You with that, really yeah. do, and unfortunately, like if you do a little bit of time, it's not going to stick with you. You really—it's a consistency thing, and it's something I want to do for years. And I think in the last year or two, I've really kind of sat down and said, "This is something that I want to do. This is like probably in the top five of my to-do list of things that I really want to do." The problem with me, because you know, you have problems. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, you hide it so well. Yeah, so. With me, I, I I just I'm bad at sticking with things. Oh, and that I knew. That I knew. <laughs> and on top of it, I tend to get greedy, oh, and oh. I want to do many because I get bored so easily. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay, yeah. I was gonna say impatience. This isn't like a. I feel like this is why is why our language is hard for Camberley session, but it's really not. But Camberley <laughs> no, Cam- tends to be a little impatient. Am I wrong on that? No, assessment? absolutely not. Anyway, no. I mean. Of the two of us, I feel like I'm a little bit more patient than you are. Yeah, you are. But I, I can be impatient, too. It, sure. it can be frustrating. Like, right now... So, a little bit why we're doing this, because we are still on coronavirus, quarantine stuff. So, uh, we have time to do ooh, stuff. Yes, yes. But, yeah, this is how I'm impatient. Because right now, I'm like, oh, can we be done? Can we be done? Can we be done? But I, I'm rated it in to be, impatient, to be as patient as I can be. Um... As far as to-do list goes, this was something on my to-do list since I was, like, in fifth or sixth grade. Like, I've always been interested in learning different languages, and when I was in... Actually, when I was in sixth grade, we had a choice in school. We could either study Spanish or German. I know. That's it? Those were only two options. Now, I did not go I did not go to a big school like you. We had two I options. I didn't necessarily have a big school, but we had three. We, what was they, your third one? French. Was German one? No, French, German, and Spanish. You had German? Oh, yeah. see, I was surprised. I didn't think every school had German as an option because yeah. of the options. German, really? Like, I'm not ripping. I, I am actually German heritage. Yes. But I, I, I... Well, now, as I've gotten past sixth grade, I've, I've worked at learning some German. It's not necessarily the hardest language for me. It's not necessarily the easiest language for me. It's somewhere in the middle for me. But regardless of that, point the point is, this to-do list is more of we've decided that languages or learning languages to ease 
our travel experiences is yeah. something on to do list and we feel like since now we are on a lockdown type situation this is a great time to do it a b in our travels I feel I'm the one who's more anal retentive about this in that I feel it's important to speak a little bit of a language in the country do. you go to. I always try to. The basics, yeah. I think sometimes you get shy uh, when we're in the I actual always, countries. I always get shy when it comes to, um, you know, to speaking languages. Yeah, and, it's in it, and I understand your shyness because I think part of it, even me, yeah, it's embarrassing when you screw something up, but I, well, yeah, I always preface it with some things. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, A... <laughs> Learning languages on our to-do list. So basically what this episode is about is how you execute that. Once you have something on your to-do list and you're like, okay, I know I want to do this, but I'm not sure I actually have the know-how or I'm not sure how to go about it or I'm not sure what method works best for me. So that's where we come in. And that's where this episode comes in because we both have experience in... Uh, different languages. Oh, am I up to six now? I wouldn't say I'm fluent in all of them. You're Not... learning six? Stop it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I do two months of each. Okay. And then and then I see where I go. Well, but see, two... that wouldn't work for me because it's like then I would forget about the stuff that I previously learned in the other languages. So I tend to... Let me rephrase it. Okay. I focus on one for two months. It's not saying I let all of the other ones oh, go. Okay. okay. Um, but I do go through for cycles because I do, like you... I do have a thing where I have to keep my interest peaked and I have to be... And it does get frustrating, especially sure. since, like, one of the languages that I, I work on is Norwegian. Yes, mm-hmm. I lived in Norway, but one of the things that frustrated me a little bit about the experience was because I was American and because in Scandinavia so many people speak English, I mm-hmm. found that a lot of people would just go to English. Um, one of my... Uh, and they assume... One of the other things that I... I a lot of people didn't necessarily assume, know... I spoke as much Norwegian as I did. I was much like Camberley with her Spanish. I understood more mm-hmm. than I would speak. So one of my favorite experiences was I was um, living there with a host family. And my host father was at this event where they would um, test out products and they had shined his shoes. And then he said one of the phrases I and I don't know how I learned this because I learned a lot of my Norwegian from TV and newspapers. One of their newspapers is the Often Posten. So I'd spend a lot of my day trying to translate it into English and understand it because I felt like it is important. I do and I stand by this. It is Im- I feel it's respectful or helpful to know some of the basics of the language mm-hmm. when you're of the country you're in. And so one of the phrases I learned, my host father said when he was having a shoe shined, the person who shined his shoe wanted to sell him the product. And he came back with one of the phrases that I miraculously knew in Norwegian, which is minkona apenga, which means my wife has the money. Mm-hmm. And my, I was there and being, I don't know, a teenager and a bit ridiculous, I said, nai, nai, du apenga, du apenga, which means no, no, you have money, you have the money. And then my host father responded with Amerikansk, Amerikansk, and I don't know what, I, I don't remember to this day what he said after that, but he was basically telling the vendor, oh, he's an American. He, he like, implied that I didn't know what I was talking about. I'm like, no, I know exactly what I'm talking about. You have the money, dude. That's what I was thinking. So anyway, our point is, both of our to-do lists is learning for a languages that aren't widely spoken, per se, in the United States, or not in well, our... Well, that's not fair, because we're both learning um, French and Spanish. Spanish. But I would Spanish, say Spanish, Spanish think, is hardcore in the U.S. I almost think it should be a requirement. We're not going to get all political here or we're anything. Not. But I almost think it should be required, because there are so many Spanish speakers, but... As I, the Latina in the room, was it even required in your household, girl? <laughs> well, to be fair, um, yes. my dad wants to be very Americanized, oh. because he... He just, he wanted to be Americanized. He just was very much, he felt like it would help us more to fit into the culture if you are 
American. And later on, when I talked to him about it and said, you know, I wanted to be bilingual, he, he, he was like, well, he was like, I look back and I regret it now because it makes you powerful. Yeah. Because knowledge then, is power. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you, there's more opportunities for jobs and things if you're bilingual. And it's something that I've struggled with since because I was raised around hearing it because, you know, well, you, you I don't know if your parents did this, maybe your grandparents did, but when they didn't want you to understand what they oh, were yeah. saying, then yeah. they would switch into Spanish oh, or German, if, In your depending case. on the family right. situation. And yes. so eventually over time you start picking it up though. So you I do. I think. I think you you were in a different situation just because of how close you were to sure. the. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I started picking it up, but unfortunately, because I didn't have anything to reinforce it, I didn't start learning Spanish again until like ninth grade, eighth and ninth grade, and I wasn't really serious about school, <laughs> so I didn't do the best that I could. So now, as an adult, I kind kind of want to kick myself because. I've always wanted to learn it, and here I am really getting serious about it, but it's it's just difficult. So I've been trying different ways of doing it. But I do find that, and this may be because you're learning several languages as well, that each one's approached differently. Kind of. In, in what way do you mean? Okay, so like, with the three, the main ones that I'm, well, not the main, but I'm studying Spanish as the main one, French, Italian, they're all romantic mm. languages mm-hmm. or romance languages. So what helps is actually they're all similar in certain ways, but they're also so close that mm. they confuse you in many ways. I, Especially I Spanish that, yes. and Italian. They're like certain words that are so close and yet not quite so, close. And, and I do hear with that. So yes, basically what I'm hearing you say is that by not devoting all of your time to learning one language and learning it fluently before you move on to the next one, sometimes it can be confusing in your head, especially when the languages are romance languages and so similar between Italian and Spanish. It can namely. be, absolutely. But for me, it's I, I think of it almost like that child who's bilingual. They're very slow at learning how to speak, usually, because their brains work in double time. Yeah. So I'm acting like I'm a child and <laughs> I'm trying to learn four languages. So eventually it'll all stick and I'll be amazing. That's what I'm lying to myself about. But what I mean also is that with the three languages they're very similar so they can go in their own little box then I'm learning Korean which can't be put into a box it can with Japanese they're very similar in structure but I'm not learning Japanese so you have these three romance languages here and Korean and to learn Korean is very different the way that I approach it yeah how so talk more about that meaning I don't necessarily understand how your approach to learn the language is different for Korean than it is the romance languages in what way in what way? I feel like because it's a different alphabet. Okay. Because it is uh, very different from the structure. Because I, I, you know, romance languages I'm used to. I've studied them for years. Not well, but I've studied Spanish specifically. Korean's completely a, a clean slate for me. So it's you. It, it's not structured the same. So I have to a learn the alphabet or Hangul, which is the um, Korean alphabet. So I had to go on YouTube. To, that was actually the easiest way because I didn't feel like when learning the alphabet that websites were helping because the vowel sounds that exist in Korean don't exist in English or Romance languages. Okay. So to hear a native speaker give me these sounds, like even Hangul, which we'd say Hangul in English would actually be, and I'm going to butcher this for anyone who speaks Korean or loves Korean, it would be that Hangul, where it's a quick close-off sound. That doesn't exist in romance languages or in English so hearing it really helps yes it helps to hear all languages uh, yeah. but I think for learning an alphabet there's a lot of it was a lot of rote learning over and over going to different websites they, 
So because those sounds don't... I, I understand what you're saying about mm-hmm. Korean and that some of those sounds don't exist in the Romance languages yeah. or English, but don't you feel that you need to listen to the Romance languages as well? I do, but I feel like it's a lot easier because it's oh. very similar to English okay. in that it's the same vowel sounds, almost similar alphabet. So this is where we get into on our to-do list of learning languages, where we get into the execution of it. How you exactly. execute what the thing is on the to-do because list. Because I think a lot of people want to learn languages, and they've actually said during this whole... Um, quarantine time that language apps have been skyrocketing there is actually a deal well this deal will probably expire soon but the deal what was it what was it the deal it was Babel for like 159 or something 159 for your life yeah for but it's, your just, life. it's because part of it's because people they've said the apps language apps have been skyrocketing and i think people it's great. yeah well yeah. and that means we're also preparing for when we can travel Heck, when this ends yeah. if and when 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 it, we're gonna go with a it strong will. when it'll end it will. it'll it um so i'm gonna speak to me of do you feel fluent in any language or like if a scale i'm sorry let me do yeah. it this way on a scale of one to ten with ten being the highest and one being the lowest would you rank yourself above a what's your highest rank language let's just spanish do that. and spanish where would you rank the one yourself? that i'm most comfortable with i i understand it really well Speaking. i read it really well okay. but but that that's a big deal when it you're is. learning oh, no, a language is. those three things so for me personally and i will answer that i feel that um Reading and writing, or writing, no, but reading and listening and understanding, comprehending are actually a lot easier than actually speaking. So if we're talking about speaking it... Reading and understanding, you mean understanding the spoken word, correct? Spoken word, correct. Got it. I'm just clarifying, because writing... Or watching a TV show, you know, I can understand more than you A heck of a lot. I may not know every single word... Right. But I understand the context right. enough to be able to understand. Or if somebody's insulting me in an elevator or yeah. somebody's talking about me, yeah. it's like, girl, I understand you. So I, I get it. Oh, that's my favorite part. And I, when they think you oh, don't know. Oh, please. My personal favorite was one time I was in public because I present myself as a white man. And somebody was talking about... Oh, there were two experiences. I just can't. The two pop in my head right now. One is somebody was talking about me in Spanish and I turned to them and said... El gringo habla español. <laughs> I could have said hablo because that's first person, but I chose habla because I wanted to do third person. In this yes. I'm like, please, dude, you're talking about me. I understand you. The other one was I whipped out my Spanish in front of somebody, and she was Puerto Rican. And one of the things she said to me was, are you Puerto Rican? I said, what? Because like, and, and given, yes, I understand that Latinos can present themselves oh, in many, many mm-hmm. different, uh, but... I don't think I'm fooling anyone. I don't think anyone would ever mistake me for a Puerto Rican person. Am I wrong or am I crazy? Um, I, I would say you have very Germanic features, so I would be a little I bit confused so. by that. So but. then my response was, um, I looked at myself and I'm like, no, I can learn other languages. Like, I, I basically yeah. what she was saying because I spoke Spanish. And I don't speak well. That's the other kicker for me is but, my accent is awful. So if you hear me, do, uh, have you ever No, it's not it? that, yeah. but I think what it is is that there's assumption, especially as... Um, because we do have international listener, listeners, there, there's this idea that Americans are dumb when it comes to languages. Because we don't learn as many as right, Europe of course, does, or because in many Europe, countries their do. neighbors, they're surrounded by people speaking different languages. The one that mostly we're influenced by is Spanish. And so I think it's slowly changing, but it's just never been something that's been as big of a requirement. They feel like other things are bigger to deal with. So, you know, I... So I, I didn't get in your necessary ranking overall. Uh, going back, right? wrote me back in. Yeah. So as far as Spanish, as far as speaking, I will say I don't think I'm great at it. So give me, a, but that's your highest one. So what's your number? <sighs> no, no, just in general, you I can rank overall. Four or five. Four or five. That's overall, but that's your best one. Better than yeah. Korean. That's interesting to me because no, I actually thought Spanish. I'm so much better at. Because her Korean, oh, you're not gonna say why? Can you say why in Korean? 
Because I said why. I said por qué and por qué. Can you say why in Korean? Oh, like the gosh. question why. You're throwing me under the bus. I know. Atoke <laughs> is how. Um, yeah, you I think know. about it. When it comes to you, you whip it out. We. That's is that it. it? We. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Because they always See, say that in Korean dramas. Or then they yell, yeah. Oh, I don't know what yeah means. Which what is basically yeah mean? means like, hey, you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, so Kimberly's an advantage from over me in Korean land. Because my Korean, we went to South Korea together. Yeah. But my Korean is like, haseyo. And kamsahamnida, like I, I, which are mean hello and thank you. Isn't that what I just said? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. And kamsahamnida. <laughs> yes. I said it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is going back some years because we haven't been to South Korea in a hot in a minute. While. In a so while. Um, my Spanish. Ooh, I know where I would rank it. Where would you rank my Spanish? I would say you're very good. So give me a number one to ten. I. Not good with that, but I, so I, 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 I would say he. Let's just. I consider him fluent. Um, I don't. But that's because I'm, I feel I'm my own hardest critic. I consider myself an eight, and so that's why I'm going to talk a little bit yeah, about my experience well, learning that eight, language. 8. I would say my Spanish. She says her Spanish is her strongest, and I consider strong, Spanish my strongest. Yeah. I've also been learning Spanish since sixth grade. Yeah. So to be fair, I've been no. I've learned it for a while. One of the yeah. the thing that for me, the thing that for me that was most useful in learning Spanish. Um, well, there's two things. One is the phrase, um, <laughs> yo soy gringo. Mi español es el peor del mundo, pero es posible a tratar, which means I'm basically a white guy and my Spanish is awful, but I can try. Mm-hmm. And in, when we went to Spain, I whipped out my Spanish yeah. and I told them my Spanish is awful, but more often than not, they're impressed by how much I can speak sure. because I've prefaced it with that. Also, because I basically open up and tell them I'm not a native speaker, they're more accepting of me. Now, given I'm not doing hardcore business with them or anything like right. that, but I would say they're more accepting. So A, the first thing that's helped me in my language endeavors as far as forming the thoughts and speaking mm-hmm. is letting them know, look, I'm a newbie use gentle gloves with me because I I can't that's A but B I have to give her credit I'm sorry Senora Witty you rock Senora Witty love 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 to you she was amazing and the reason why she helped me and if I were a Spanish teacher or a teacher of a foreign language this method I found immensely helpful it was on vocabulary tests like if I put gato on the test I couldn't write cat gato is cat in Spanish um I couldn't write that. I'd have to write, write, say something like, el animal domesticado que es el, el puesto del perro. I couldn't, I had to describe it using other words in Spanish. Right. So basically the way I defined it was the domesticated animal that's the opposite of a dog. Yeah. So basically, because she did that, when I was in Spain, or when I do go to Spanish-speaking countries, and I, sometimes you just forget that word. That right. word escapes you, kind of like when you just asked sure. Kimberly, how you say why. Sure. Um, she, if she had enough Korean in her, right. she could say, it's a question. It's not how, it's not who, it's not what, it's... Way. Exactly. <laughs> and she could get the other person she's trying to communicate with to get it. Sure. And that's... I, language is communication. It's fluid. And I think Kimberly's not a fan of math. I love Ooh. math. We've discussed Ooh. this. But I think why Kimberly likes this, and I, you can um, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. is because it's so... Um, like... It's an art. It's expressive. You can... There's more than one way to skin a cat. You don't have to commit to one word. Am I wrong? 
I you don't, but I also feel to a degree it is kind of mathematical, which trips me up because Korean or all languages, all of it, because okay. you do have to follow certain structures to be successful. In Spanish. If you screw up those structures, I'm speaking specifically yes. Spanish. Will they be okay with you? They will understand you, but would I've they even been, correct you? Even I've been corrected many times. That's and were you offended, like, or were they? I, I wasn't mean, offended. It just makes me feel a little bit insecure as somebody who's very um, a perfectionist. I want to come out of the gate running and being perfect. And that's, I think, and that's something is that I think the reasons why I failed in the past, and maybe this will help other people, is because there's this fear of speaking. And I think that's one of the reasons is if you don't speak, you're not going to learn in a lot of ways. You'll learn to read, but you need to actually speak with somebody who is fluent in the language to get the corrections, to hear you what they to, do, well, to you guide to form you a the little thoughts. bit. Do you feel as though writing would help? Like, if you didn't feel, like, if I'm somebody, if I'm learning, let's say in German, I don't feel comfortable speaking yet, yeah. could I form my thoughts in my journal? You could. Before I work up to speaking. You could, but the problem is, how do you know if it's correct? You could be writing garbage that's completely wrong. You could, but... I'm also going to say Google Translate. That's not always correct. No. You can't rely on Google Translate. No. That's awful. Um, basically, tutor. You, you that's when you go to a no, tutor and get right. assistance. In that. You're right. You're absolutely right. Well, but... also, and that, this is, I guess, where I'm delving into my second thought. Besides my Spanish teacher, Senora Witty, appreciation. Um, the other thought was basically apps. I find like one of the things that I find helpful on one of the apps that mm-hmm. I use is there's a community where you can basically go in a chat room sure. and ask questions or do meetups or do this Duolingo. Yes, I yes. do use Duolingo. Yeah. It's a free app, and I know Kimberly knows she'll go off like in like less than a minute on some apps. <laughs> but for me, I find, and this is where I'm a little bit more nerdy than she is. Yeah. I want to know the structure. I want to know why things are the way they are. So then, when I am forming my thoughts, I understand how the grammar works. I'm a little bit of a more of a grammar nerd than Kimberly is. I so that's be why. Like that. But Duolingo, well, you want to be, but I don't know that you naturally are. No, I want to be. I just am too impatient to read all right. the comments. And that, that's no judgment. It's just no, it's we me. learn different ways. And that's why we're here today basically talking about what works for you. And you have to know what works for you. For me, it, I like Duolingo because it broadens my vocabulary. And some because I do, one of the things I do do on Duolingo is Spanish. I speak Spanish. I got yes. Spanish. I feel comfortable in Spanish. Do I know every word? No, I don't. Do I know cocodrilo, which is crocodile? Yes, I do. Is that useful? No. I only use that word for funsies. I don't know the last time I've used cocodrilo other than in conversations like this. Right. My point of the story is when I come up with words, like one of them was in Spanish, emparedado. That was a fun one. I went to some Spanish speakers I know and I asked them, hey, tell me about this word. Hey, what's this like? And that's where the writing German or when you say who will correct you building a community or base of someone you can go to whether it be a tutor whether it be an online community or whether it be someone else no I I agree it's just looking back I see the things that I did that kind of made me I don't want to say fail because it's not a failure that made me fall behind yes it's it's, it's definitely a process and looking back like you, you had a really good Spanish teacher part of it was I wasn't really invested in school so that's why I didn't do so well earlier on we had three teacher switches in one year that doesn't help you you know um part of it is i I would easily get distracted so even later on when i tried to learn it i had and this is what i've been doing to really teach myself now is looking like i said not failures but where i could be stronger at something there's definitely possibilities and and i bring this up only because i've spoken to many people like i could never learn a language i don't have a knack for it well most people don't like anything you You learned the language you're speaking to me right now didn't you but but that's different when you're a child you learn a lot 
quicker. It's more of when people say they can't do it as an adult, I'm like, because you're not spending the time. I What worked for me is actually spending time on it every day because that's what's going to make the difference. If you do it once a week and then you step away, you're not going to retain as much. Part of it's right. building those dendrites in your brain, getting all technical, you know, those connections with the synapses and all that to remember it. Like with anything, your brain has to retain it. And I agree with that totally on the uh, dedication time. I'm actually, yeah. when I mentioned six languages, yes, I also am working on Spanish, French, and Italian. Spanish, I feel like I got, but I do it to learn more vocabulary. Um, and then the other ones I work on are Russian, German, and Norwegian. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about with, as far as working the language as much and keeping it fresh, I find that uh, it goes through phases, but Norwegian is probably my hardest because here in the United States, finding the number of people who actively sure. speak Norwegian is hard. Now, recently I was, because of coronavirus, I was in touch with my um, quote unquote family from Norway, and my host father doesn't necessarily feel comfortable. Um, communicating in English, so I actually worked it out in Norwegian, and I uh, showed my host sister, and she was actually impressed. She's like, you remembered all that? I said, no, part of it's Duolingo, part of it's Google Translate, but I understand the structure and all that. I think that I agree with you wholeheartedly. The more you can get used to communicating in that language, the better you'll be also watching it on TV, watching it in films. It's just useful. Well, I mean, for me, like I said, the the way that I dropped off was just, um, and, and something that I'm focusing on beyond doing it every day is also taking it easy on myself. I find that there's certain days where I do really well and I retain more versus certain days where I just, you know, don't get it. What it's language just, is the hardest for you right now? Um, honestly, probably Italian, which is weird. Um, oh. because I would think it would be in tune with Spanish, but there's just, there's problems with the articles and the rules. The, the, yeah. It's very article heavy, and they have to match up with matchy matchy with everything. Um, Meaning, you mean male female? She's talking about male, masculine female, or feminine, but also yeah. numbers and numbers. You know, yeah, yeah. it's just more so than Spanish. And, um, and but do you find it worth it? Do you enjoy learning Italian, even though it's difficult? I do think learning any language is enjoyable for okay. me. So I'm okay with it. It's okay. just there are those frustrations where, you know, certain days I'm going to be a little bit harder on myself and you can't it's a learning process you know also retaining things by attaching it to something that helps me whether it be you know like a visual or something dumb I can't even think of anything right now like with Korean because I don't have anything really from a different language to tie it to I'll tie it to like a visual or something that happened and use that word if that makes sense like an association to memorize it um, also, watching Korean dramas, I feel like that helps me because I'm seeing the language working for me. In do you action. have a notebook or a cheat sheet? I do. What I've started to do is going past old lessons, and if I don't know a word, I write it down. So for the next 24 hours, I'll stare at that word throughout the day so that I learn it. And then the next day when I go to the next unit, I pick up something else. It's a very slow process. And that's something, that repetition that you're talking about, that's something that helped me with, well, not even with Senora Witty, but with the, um, the Spanish teacher I had before her, which was Senora La Tendris. They, they talked, we did a lot of repetition. Mm-hmm. The conjugation of verbs, and that's where my cheat sheets come in. I find oh, that I, I have most cheat sheets in Russian and German. German, because those verbs, they're rough for me a little bit. And the conjugations of them, they, they throw me a little bit. They're not like... Yes, I agree. Italian, Spanish, and French kind of go in the same realm of romance. And the romance, I can kind of get the conjugation flow because of my experience in Spanish. German's rough, but also Russian. I have a strong cheat sheet in that. Because 
um, of the alphabet. It, yeah. it, it's just hard it's for me to get the Cyrillic language, uh, Cyrillic writing. Um, Norwegian, not so much because their conjugation is pretty easy. Let me tell you, the con- you basically use the same verb a lot in present tense, meaning the same conjugation in present tense for each verb. Anyway, I'm sorry. Question. Yes. Apps. Do you find them helpful, and what ones really work for you? I think the apps do help. I definitely. Because you can do them anywhere. And that's the nice thing about the time we're living in is that it's very accessible on your phone. You Even know? the time beyond this. Like when you were commuting. Yeah, absolutely. Could... Every day when I commute to work or when I'm coming home, I'm on the apps learning languages or sleeping. But usually <laughs> I try to do languages. It's a little bit, but certain apps work better for certain things. I feel like Duolingo's fine okay. for romance languages though the italian one stinks okay it's very poorly done it's like they gave up on it i will no, i feel like the spanish and french which i'm also learning they take it apart and they break it down into smaller little bite-sized episodes and italian's very easy and then it jumps to hard and i'm like what it's so like you feel as like they took a huge leap i feel like it it's it, the construction it of it needs when they're... another 50 small lessons Got to it. make it user friendly and Korean you can't even use on Duolingo it's terrible fine so what's the best app for Italian uh, for Korean for Italian I'm still trying to find it <laughs> got it what's the best app for Korean I actually think Lingo Deer is good for Italian was just released on Lingo Deer so you haven't really dabbled oh no I got all the way through it it's short they're still adding to it is it good so much better at explaining than Duolingo yeah for you for me I don't have a problem with the Italian um, but I would say she's probably deeper into it than yes. I am Yes. Um, oh, you'll find it. Uh, I'm not <laughs> you'll know. Um, I don't. T- I tend to be a reader, so when I can't find what I need, I tend to get resourceful. Um, True. Back to you. Lingo Deer, is it free? Um, a couple lessons, but you do have to pay for it. I got a lifetime um, subscription for like 20 bucks at one time. But I know um, now it's really expensive. It's gotten more popular because that one specifically deals with Asian languages. And I think they do a great job with it because it's constructed by professors of those languages. And so I think it's hands down the best for Korean. The only problem with it is that it doesn't have, it has, the lessons are broken down well, but there's not a lot of examples. Where Duolingo gives a lot of examples. What about Spanish? Does Lingo do you have Spanish and have you tried it? It does, yeah. Actually, I think they break down the grammatical aspects very well and make it almost like a fun game. And they explain it really well. They just, they're really good at explaining things and then making you repeat it. There's just not a lot of examples, if you get what I mean. Unlike Duolingo, where you get a lot of examples. I see. So. And in, um, sorry, French, you feel Lingo, does it have it and is it It good? It does. So basically what I'm hearing is, you basically like Lingo Deer for everything. I do, but I actually find that after I learn it in Lingo Deer, then I go back to Duolingo and then really go through the examples to make sure I have it. What but do you, as far as Korean, it, it's just not good for Duolingo. What do you like best about Duolingo? I like that it's free. Got it. And it's exce- <laughs> no, I like it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Because it's really big in South America. Because concept- a lot of people can't afford language classes, you know? Or, you know, there's other things they want to spend their money on. And I think it gives everybody the shot to at least be able to converse with people. I thought, wasn't... So I have... Um, Duolingo in mind. I thought one of the fun facts they had about Duolingo was, isn't uh, in Sweden isn't English the number one language being... Oh no, Swedish. I think Swedish is the number one language yep. being learned in Sweden by the refugees. Yes. Who are there. So I mean, there's fun facts, but regardless of that 
for me, Duolingo, I'm fine with because it helps my vocabulary. I like the fact that it has um, stories that you can do. Sure. Um, the competitive, there's a competitive ask, if, I don't aspect like if you buy into that. I don't mm. really buy into that. I don't care. I'm here to learn. I don't really need to compete with people. My self-esteem is strong enough. I'm good. Um, but the thing I also like, we went to one. It was a meetup. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? I actually or? think that's a, a, a good point. I think if... There's different ways, and I think this is something that I need to do more, is go to more meetups. I know in New York City we have meetups where you can meet people who all speak different languages and you can speak to people who are learning English. But Duolingo um, has a nationwide. It's not a New York-only thing. It's not just Duolingo. Duolingo. There's, you can find them on different places. Right. Tell me about that other one. Camber- so Camberly and I went to one together. That was a Duolingo one for yeah. Spanish. But then Camberly went to another one without me. Tell me about that one. I don't know enough about that. There's various that. ones. You can look them up around your city. Um, I know it's a little bit easier easy for me to say living here in in New York City but and you can meet up with people who are learning and it doesn't even have to be like this one was all different languages you wear on your lapel or your chest um what languages you speak and people come up to you there's some that are specifically for certain languages like there's Italian meetups um I know right now even Duolingo is doing some online so that people could still meet up and learn specifically for Italian. There's so many things that you can do that I I should take my own advice because I don't do it as much as I should. Even with you, I could be really improving my Spanish skills yeah. and I don't utilize it. And that's something that I think would help a lot of people is you have the ability when you think you don't, you do have the ability but to it's learn also these languages. No, even you go devil's to YouTube. Advocate. It's frustrating because when we're here trying to communicate, we could easily do it in Spanish, but then it's frustrating because you got to form thoughts when you can just whip it out in English and someone You're right, but you kind of have to force yourself for like for 30 minutes and say, if you want now, to improve. and yeah. say, you're doing this for 30 minutes, no English, unless you really are failing, and then get back on track. Which is something else, and you're already dead. We were not allowed to speak English. I actually, I don't, very rarely did she speak English. If she did, it was to um, communicate about grammar, which sometimes in a foreign language, if you're talking about Spanish, grammar in Spanish, whoa. Yeah. If you weren't with, if, if you weren't along for the ride at that point, it's like explaining to Camberley in Korean. Or about Korean in Korean. Yeah, if she wasn't with me mind. to begin with, she's not with me now. <laughs> so, I would just. So I'm glad she switched to English for the grammar aspects because it's like whoa. Um, yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, but the meetups I do I do find value in the one I went on. We didn't. It was devoted completely to Spanish, not yep. the name tag thing. And what you had talked to me about when you came home from that was that there were people there who spoke foreign languages who were specifically there to better their English skills. Sure. Which you found... I thought you liked that aspect, or tell me more about that. I... In what way? What do you Meaning, mean? I thought you said one of the things was you, you liked that they wanted to better their English skills. You felt sure. like a lot of people didn't necessarily gravitate them because they were taking... Oh, it, and it I was went, more of a, Yeah. That, that was... Well, there was a little bit of frustration with it because some people were there just for social hour and I feel like in some ways a dating game. I'm like, no. Oh. Um, so that was a little bit like, no. But I think also because there's people there who want to learn English and it's definitely not their first language, sometimes because they can't communicate with people and it did become a little bit social, that they were kind of overlooked. So they'd sit by themselves. And it's like, so if you go to these, take note that there's people there who also want to learn English. So And it might be a nice break if, you're, if your brain is yeah, fried absolutely. from speaking a foreign language and like, hey, let me delve into some English for a while. It might be refreshing not only to help out someone else, but also to give yourself a 
whoo, I need 10 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and I think if I went, and I will go back, that I, I definitely would go about it that way. I would make sure that I speak to these people who want to learn English. It's like, you know, get back. Don't be a, and don't be I, a jerk. I had a little bit of a, a different experience. When you talk about the dating game, when we went to the Duolingo one, I went in there with, oh, I just want to communicate. I, I felt my skills were decent, but I'm like, I'm always open to the possibility because even when you speak Spanish, there's different accents. Um, when I went into college, I was look. I was looking at Spanish education at the um, high school level or junior high level, and one of my supervising teachers was from Argentina. So she whipped out this Jojamo, and I'm like, Jojo, what's this Jojo stuff? And I wasn't used to the Argentinian yeah. accent at that point, so that kind of threw me. So And, and the slang, Amparadado, was something we talked about with one of my coworkers. She had said how that's an old person um, word for sandwich in her country. So it's very interesting to hear the different dialects, the different slang, the mm-hmm. different accents. So that's kind of what I was looking for in the Duolingo meetup yeah. because um, communicative in multiple countries. When you have a when you have a language much like French, much like sure. German, much like um, Spanish um, that are spoken in multiple countries, it's interesting to hear the variations that happen in different countries. But what I liked. When I went in, I was going in for that. But when you talk about the social hour, I kind of deviated. I kind of, once I was there, I got more social. I was like finding out about people who were talking about their jobs, their likes sure. and dislikes. And there was one woman there who was hardcore grammar. I remember her correcting me oh, on stuff yeah. about my, my conjugation of verbs or whatever it was. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm in conversation right now. We each understand each other. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about the... I, I felt like it was very nitpicky at that moment. So I, I hear what you're saying about the social yeah. thing, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm guilty of that or not. I think Did you feel I was dating either. that day? No, no, no. I'm not saying you or me. I'm just saying some people, even if it's only 5%, you're kind of like, what? But it's just, and I think because most of the people going are English speakers, if it's specifically to one language, like Spanish, people are going to go back to the language that they know. So it can be a little bit frustrating. They didn't stick with Spanish the whole time. No, some did though. Some did. Some did. Some yeah, were very some good about did, it. But it, you know, I, but I think it's worth it. For me, I think that's a really good thing. I feel like the internet just has so much knowledge and Ugh. there's so many YouTube videos that you can watch in any language. I wish I had the internet before I went to Norway. Ugh, it would help me so much. I learned it from TV. My, my phrase is, what was one of them? Du drepte ham. I learned that in Norwegian. That means you killed him. Obviously, I learned Norwegian phrases from the television. But that's so. normal. Mo- like it, a lot of people that I know who came here in the U.S., that's yeah. how they learned languages was via television. So that's pretty common. It is, but I love the internets here then because you don't necessarily, you can actually learn useful phrases <laughs> and actually get feedback and have a community to help you. I was, I wasn't learning in a bubble per se, but after a while, people around you, like if you basically plant yourself um, in Hungary and want yeah. to learn Hungarian, there, there, it gets exhausting for somebody to take you under their wing and teach you every word and phrase. There's got to be some effort. No, I know. So that's why I just think with the wonder of the internet, it makes it just such a beautiful thing. Because you can go to YouTube, you can see TV shows, you know, of different countries. You know, like I said, I watch Korean dramas. That helps me so much. You know, apps are such a wonderful thing. These meetups are such a wonderful thing. And of course, books and things are still really great. I just, for me, it was somebody who has a short attention span. I like something and that's what helps me learn is having something interactive. And I think the, the, the point of this as to why you should actually execute, if it's not on your to-do list to learn a language, if you're planning on traveling somewhere where another language is useful, I would recommend doing it personally for me because twofold. One is when we went to the Czech Republic mm-hmm. and the per- people came up to us speaking Spanish because I'm like, I don't think 
well, they were speaking English at first yes. and trying to speak to us, but their English wasn't great. And so they spoke to each other in Spanish. And then you went, oh. Yeah, and then we to went there. Español. And then they went from there to like a 40-minute conversation. Which, so that's why I would say it's great to learn foreign languages because it opens doors. It opens communicative. It, it basically shows you've made an effort to get outside your little box, outside your little bubble. And yeah. so that's why I'm so glad... Uh, taking Spanish over German, taking Spanish, taking any language was so useful. That's A. I think it opens doors and makes people more um, welcoming to you. But B, I really think it it impresses the places you're going. Like, uh, I, when we went to Japan, we didn't know a lot of Japanese, but no. the fact we knew some... Even France, I bring up an example. We had heard stories about how France was going to be hard for us because yes. French don't like us. And, and I would say Camerley's French is better than mine, they were very nice to us. The Extremely fact, nice. And I think part of that was we made a genuine effort. We didn't speak a lot of French. I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I think I said merci. No, not that bad of an accent. Merci. Merci. <laughs> I did not do that. I probably said merci and bonjour, bonsoir. Like, yeah. uh, I, I didn't whip out a lot. Comment ça va? But then I wouldn't even know how to, like, uh, you know. Yeah. But point is, the fact we made an effort is a huge plus. If you travel as an to-do list, once we're out of there. And this is a great time to prepare yourself for when our we're escape. Let loose, when we are let loose. But when it, we're unleashed upon the world. I, I do want to say, building off what you said, and that's yes, another reason too. why I love languages, is because exactly what you said, and this happened in Norway as well when we went, was that during, in not the courthouse, but one of the Kimberly and buildings. I, Kimberly and I, after I lived there, Kimberly and I went again because I yes. wanted to revisit Norway. And my parents had never been to Europe. So Kimberly and I went with my parents and yeah. we went to Norway. So tell me I, this exact moment. So I don't, it wasn't a courthouse, but it was some government building that okay. went in. We went in to see the murals and things. Yes, no, it was City Hall. Oh, City Hall. I know City exactly Hall where it is. in yes, Norway, yes, yes, Oslo. Yes. And again, we ran into somebody who spoke Spanish. You may not remember this. I don't remember. I remember so, being in City Hall, and I remember my dad. When I'm with my parents, I have to be on the lookout. So I remember being with my dad more about the City Hall than the Spanish. Oh, okay. So somebody came up, and then for some reason they started speaking Spanish or something, and so then the whole conversation happened. And again, it's that whole kind of universal thing where you kind of get it. I love the aspect. Is that. It's like, okay, I can communicate with these people who I may not have been able to if I didn't know something different, a different language. And we sat there, especially you, because I can't speak as well, and we had these conversations and they actually invited us to visit in Seville. I think it was Spain. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to check my journal yeah, on this now because yeah. I haven't looked at that trip in a hot yeah, minute. Yeah, they gave yeah. their like email address and basically was like, you know, come visit us. And I, I just think that's why learning languages besides the love of travel for me it's more of a connection with people and that's why I continue to learn language and so what I do want to say is especially for people who I don't think I pick it up as well as you do because your mind works a little bit better at staying focused perhaps than me is that don't get discouraged because I've heard people do that you can learn it it just takes a lot of focus and that you really have to sit yourself down, not allow yourself to get frustrated and really stick to it. And it really is going to be worth it. And it gives you so many open doors to meet so many wonderful people that you wouldn't have if you didn't learn it. And I'm just going off that based off of how many times I've been in a country and somebody was speaking Spanish happened in, um, Trivoli, uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. Denmark. Yes. Oh, where was that one? That was at the Trivoli? Yeah, I know. Where were they speaking Spanish to us? Remind Argentinian, me. Argentinian, when we were leaving. 
They're Argentinian. Oh, yeah, yes. Those yeah. ladies, they were having a good oh, night. Oh, they were having a good Oh, really... yeah. It's interesting that Kimberly remembers all the times. And basically, was I the one speaking Spanish every single time? Well, because you speak it better than I do. I feel like it's kind of like whenever I speak Spanish, I leave my body. I don't know where I go. And, well, it's actually interesting. And this, I guess, is where I went into that, dom- um, sorry, gato, el animal domesticado que es el puesto del perro. I went there because I, right after I was in Norway, I had to come back to the United States and I had to take a club test or a test for, um, college to do it in Spanish and it was so bizarre because my mind was thinking in Spanish but it would come out Norwegian so that test was the worst test I probably ever took but I did pass pretty well actually because the, I reversed it on the actual test that it was they wanted me to say perro they wanted me to say dog and for the life of me I could not remember how to say dog and as somebody who'd studied Spanish as long as I had the fact I couldn't remember that just frustrated me so finally I just wrote because of Senora Witty, the domesticated, well, El Animal Domesticado, que es el puesto del gato. So because I wrote that, they gave me credit, and I think they even gave me plus one, because they're like, if he knows how to say this, he obviously just forgot right. the word. And right. so, yes, it's interesting that you remember so much about my Spanish more than I, I do, because I feel like I leave my body when I go there, my brains... Like, have you had dreams in a foreign language? No, I don't speak it well enough. Oh, I guess... Okay. So I don't, but for me, the reason why I do remember these things is because I'm really big with connecting with people, especially on a global level. So for me, it becomes a very... I don't know. Maybe it's cheesy, but it's a little bit of this connection that hopefully I take a little bit of them, they take a little bit of me, and I just think it's beautiful global community. It, it closes the gaps. Yeah. You're, you're basically yeah. what I'm hearing is you're by your pursuit of other languages you're trying to close those gaps and focus on what unites us rather than what separates us focus on our hearts and our thoughts and our ideas rather than the specifics of the languages and the differences exactly exactly and i think it makes all the difference so yeah so hopefully these are some ideas if you're learning languages that inspire you to continue doing it and if you have any questions you can obviously shoot us an email message us via uh facebook or you can check out our instagram there are ways to communicate with us if you want clarifications or questions or give us suggestions because honey i need it (laughs) (laughs) well yeah well but we we yeah yeah we're open to suggestions yes we are well i don't know if you're going to be test driving babble or not we'll see what happens that's up for debate right now probably not but we'll see we'll see anyway (laughs) so yeah i think that is it and on that note live your life as an exclamation not an explanation cc